sounds a new beginning Is this in hearts begin believing A hope that shines beyond Darkness 
awesome time of worship, but we want to continue in our worship this morning through giving. We try to make that as easy as possible for you, so go ahead on over to our mobile app or our website. If you're new here with us today, we want to get connected, so go ahead and text CONNECT to the number on your screen. If you're wondering how you can get more involved here with us at MVCC, we want to let you know how to serve. So if you want to get some information on that, go ahead and text SERVE to the number on your screen. It's time to jump into the Word with Pastor Mike. We're really excited to hear what he has to say, so let's head on over. Hey, good morning. Welcome to MVCC. Something significant is happening on Sunday, July 18th. That's the Sunday we're going to be able to move back inside the worship center and have our worship services indoors. We've remodeled everything conducive for worship and for you to bring somebody who doesn't know the Lord or maybe doesn't have a connection to a church. And we really hope that everyone's going to jump in on that Sunday. Now, the services are going to go back to 9 a.m., and 11 a.m. full children's ministries. We're just excited that we're going to have this remodel and just an amazing Sunday worshiping God. So again, that's July 18th. Tell your friends, put it out on social media, 9 and 11 a.m. 
Hey, we're going to be in Mark chapter 6. We're in a series called Jesus Uncensored. And I've called it this because I believe that unfortunately, as Christ followers, we kind of pick and choose what Jesus said here, what he said there. I don't really like what he said here, so I'll kind of ignore that. And we kind of create our own cultural Jesus that really doesn't demand too much. And I just really sense God leading me to go through the gospel of Mark at certain snapshots of Jesus's life, his three-year ministry, and really take a look at some of the hard stuff that Jesus calls us to do. I just believe there's this incredible fulfillment when we step into something that is the unknown, but we know that God has called us to do it. Whether we're feeling it, uh, whether we have uh, the, the known or the unknown, when we step in by faith and believe God, he will do it. I believe that. And that is the best way. That is the only way to follow Jesus Christ. You know, I'm remembering a, a tough time. We're going to take a look here um, at, at a storm uh, in the middle of the lake that Jesus had sent his disciples into. But before we get to that, um, I just want to relate something that happened to my wife and I about 10 years ago. We were going through a really difficult time in ministry. I was really questioning a lot of things, questioning myself. Uh, questioning just a, a lot that was going on. There was a lot of opposition and stuff happening in the church at that time. And I was really just questioning a lot. Well, someone had encouraged us to go up uh, north to a church in uh, near San Francisco area to a, a friend of ours who had uh, a really, really um, large church and had gone through a very, very similar storm that we were going through right now. And it's just so, it's just so cool how God never lets us go. Even when we feel like God has left us, he never leaves us. And so we, uh, we had gone up, spent a couple days with this pastor. And I just remember we kind of poured out our hearts, poured out what was going on. And then he related some things that were going on, a couple of storms that he went through in his church. And um, I'll never forget he said these words, Mike, he will do it. He will do it. And he texted me, even after I left that meeting, he will do it. But there was something inside of me that was just, it was difficult for me to get to a place of just believing that God could do it in the middle of the storm. It was really, really hard. And then something came to me. I believe just God came in a very, very profound way, in an intense way. And he laid this word on my wife and I in our spirit, surrender, just surrender everything to me and believe that I can do it. That for me carried me through the next decade of ministry. Wasn't that it was easy. Wasn't that it was um, all put together. There were a lot of problems and issues and just difficulties as just sometimes following Jesus. It's not always easy, but we know that he is always faithful and he will do it. Even if we find ourselves in the middle of a storm in the middle of a difficult situation, maybe feeling like we can't follow Christ and what he's asking us to do, God is faithful. He will do it. I was um, uh, officiating at a wedding a couple of years ago at Malibu. Beautiful at Malibu. I was driving home from the wedding rehearsal and I saw some smoke. I was on PCH, saw some smoke in the hills in the distance. Knew that it was a fire, but as I got a little closer, I could see a line of cards literally that had stopped in the middle of the road. It, it must have went on for miles. And people got out of their cars. They were sitting on the hood of their cars. They were um, sitting literally on top of their car, standing outside their car. And everybody was just looking, watching this fire. That visual never left my mind that 
I want so much for the world to stop and see God, see the fire of God. How would they see the fire of God? When they see believers in Jesus Christ really doing what Jesus has called us to do. Even in the midst of a storm, even in the midst of when we're afraid, following Jesus, when it's difficult, when it's hard, the world is watching. And it's, and it's an opportunity for us to portray Christ, even in a difficult situation, believing that he will do it. Which brings us to Mark chapter 6. I wanted to read verses 45 down to verse 52 together, and then we're going to just um, see what God has for us. Immediately, Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to Bethsaida. While he dismissed the crowd, and after leaving them, he went up on a mountainside to pray. Later that night, the boat was in the middle of the lake, and he was alone on land, and he saw the disciples straining at the oars because the wind was against them. Shortly before dawn, he went out to them walking on the lake. He was about to pass by them, but when he saw, they saw him walking on the lake, they thought he was a ghost and they cried out because they were all afraid and terrified. Immediately he spoke to them and he said, Take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Then he climbed into the boat with them and the wind died down and they were completely amazed for they had not understood about the loaves and their hearts were hardened. It's really, really interesting that Mark was believing that this was significant enough for us to know this. Of course, he was inspired by the Holy Spirit and he put this sixth chapter in here because he knows exactly what you're going through. He knows exactly what you're embarking on and he wants you to know that he will do it. Notice here in verse 45, it says immediately. The crowds are coming to Jesus. Immediately he tells them, get in the boat to the disciples and we're going to get to the other side. Jesus goes up to a mountaintop and he begins to pray and he sees them straining at the oars. Really, really cool how it says that the wind was against them. This is point number one that, that I um, just see in here is that when the wind is against you, it doesn't mean that God is not for you. When there's a storm in life, when there's a difficulty, when it seems like you can't get to the other side, when you see, it seems like you just can't see what's ahead of you in life, when the wind is against you, it doesn't mean that God is not for you. We may, in the, may be in the middle of a storm right now. You might be embarking on a storm. You may be coming out of a storm of life. And Jesus tells his disciples, look, guys, I want you to go into the boat. And it's really, really interesting to me that we have the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the stories of Jesus's life. Matthew says that Jesus said, look, guys, I'm going to send you to the other side. So Jesus made a promise that they were going to get to the other side, even though full well knowing that they were going to embark on the storm. Jesus now comes to them back to the scene and he walks on water. And most scholars believe that Peter was the one who dictated this gospel of Mark to Mark. That's why we have Mark, because Peter was following Jesus for those three years. And he tells Mark, hey man, here's how it really happened. Write this down. It's really, really interesting that in the book of Mark, it doesn't mention that Peter stepped out of the boat to walk out towards Jesus. But Mark mentions that Peter stepped out of the boat to walk towards Jesus. I kept asking myself, why? Why was this not included in the book of Mark? Is it possible that maybe Peter thought that this wasn't significant enough to mention in the book of Mark? Why would that be? 
why would it be that Peter wouldn't want anyone to know that he stepped out of the boat to walk on the water towards Jesus? Then I got to thinking, and as I looked at this over and over and over again, it could have been the fact that he, he was sinking, he took his eyes off Jesus, and he was drowning, and he didn't want to talk about that part of the story. I don't know what that means for you, but certainly for me, it means something like this. In my most darkest place, in the place of failure, in the place of fear, and in the place of doubt, even though I might have failed him, he never changes. God never changes. Just because there's failure, it doesn't mean that God is unfaithful. Just because there's failure, it doesn't mean that God is not faithful. That's number two. Number three is maybe this, maybe it's not as significant that he climbed out of the boat as much as that Jesus climbed into the boat. I think Jesus climbed into the boat to remind the disciples, I am here. I've always been here. I am all you need. This is significant. Not that God loved me, not that I loved God, but that God loved me. And the storm, isn't it interesting that the storm stopped as soon as Jesus got into the boat? Jesus didn't even have to say, storm, stop. He didn't say calm. This time he didn't say peace. It just stopped as soon as Jesus got in the water, got in the boat, which tells me this. All I need, man, is his presence. That's number four. All I need is God's presence. And it says that they were amazed. Can you imagine being in this boat in the middle of a storm? And these guys are fishermen, so they're always out on the boat. But this particular storm was freaking them out. Not only did they see Jesus come, but they were terrified by the fact. But then when he steps into the boat, it all stops and they are all amazed. Then it finishes the section by saying, but they had not understood about the loaves. Why would Peter tell Mark to include what do loaves have to do with going through a storm? And once again, if we look at the context of everything, Jesus, remember when he fed 20,000 people and he tells the disciples, you guys give them something to eat. Thousands of people are gathered. They were there all day. Jesus was, was, was doing some teaching all day in an outdoor venue. And now people are starting to get hungry. And he tells the disciples, you guys give them something to eat, meaning just have faith. You got to believe I can do it. But they missed it. Just like they missed the lesson here, they were afraid. Even in the midst of Jesus being in front of them, they were afraid. Which reminds me, once again, God is faithful. He will do it. So at the end of the day, what is God asking us to do? What is he challenging us to do? And once again, he's challenging them, as I believe he's challenging us right now, to have faith faith in him and believe that God can do it. God may not do it the way we want it done, but I believe that God wants it done the way he does. And he asks us to have faith and trust and believe. Jesus is the Christ. Jesus is faithful. And now let's follow him. It's that simple. Faith is such a small thing, yet sometimes it's so difficult. I'm remembering of a time I heard about a woman who came to a church service week after week after week, and she listened to the messages. She was engaged in the worship. 
one Sunday, so frustrated, she came up to the pastor and she said, you know what, I, I just, I want to have this faith. I want to believe in Jesus and I want to walk in the spirit. I, I want his presence like you're, you're telling me, but I just, for some reason, every time I try to believe, I hear this voice that says, don't believe it, don't believe it, don't believe it, don't believe it. And it just, it bombards me and I can't get past this. The pastor was listening to this and as he was relating this to me, he said he felt like the Holy Spirit was saying, there's something happening in the spiritual that's blocking her to believe in the natural. And so the only thing he knew to do, the only counsel that he could give her was he thought, you know what? Will you just grab hands with me and let's pray? Now, here's the thing. When the disciples were in the boat and they were in the middle of the storm, Jesus, remember, went up to the mountaintop and he was watching and he was praying. Sometimes getting over that hurdle that we just can't believe, we just can't have faith, or I want my faith to be on fire, I want that kind of belief that just trusts God. Prayer, prayer, and more prayer is the way to get there. So as they were holding hands and the pastor was praying, it, it was a very intense prayer as he was telling me, Lord Jesus, we just come and we believe that the enemy is trying to distract her from believing and we just claim victory in this and we ask that you give her a simple faith and in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray for breakthrough, we pray for power, we pray for your presence and we just pray for you to give her the ability, God, that, that you are God and that you have set her free, you have forgiven her of her sins and just give her that ability to believe. She opened up her eyes and these are the next words that came out of her mouth. I believe. And it came so easy for her. And from that moment on, something broke through. Something changed. And now she was able to live a life of faith. And all I'm saying is this. Sometimes there are things that happen in the spiritual that we cannot see that can be broken through the power of prayer. Jesus knew that. He was about prayer. And if you're struggling with faith or belief, I just believe that we can take authority through Jesus' name to overcome the doubt, the fear, the terrified moment, and just believing in Jesus and walking with him. He will do it. Father, I just thank you for the power of your word. And I thank you for your example that you prayed and things happened. God, I know that you don't always protect us from the storm and sometimes you don't always stop the storm. But I believe, God, you will always get us through it. And I thank you for the, the word picture here, the reminder that it's not as significant as us getting out of the boat as much as you getting into the boat and your presence, God, always with us. So I pray, God, anyone out there that just needs faith and belief and just putting their trust in you as the Messiah and receiving you now, believing in you now and following you now, God. And I just pray for anyone out there needing you that they just make that simple step and believe. God, we thank you for the promise of your word. We pray it now in Jesus' name. Hey, I hope this has been helpful for you. You can always share this on social media. Don't forget July 18th. We're back in the building. Looking forward to seeing all of you on that Sunday. Have a great week and we'll see you next time here at MVCC.